Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. series right now. This is part three of a series we're doing called Times and Seasons. And we've been talking about how, how God has all of our times and our seasons ordained for, for His plan. We've also been talking about how life happens not in chronological time, but in God's time. Life doesn't happen. We, we, we often look at our clocks, we look at the watch, we look at the calendar, we look at the week, and we think that time happens chronologically. But to, today, and, and for the rest of this series, I want, y'all to, I, I want us to really realize that time happens in seasons. Everything happens in seasons. The ebbs and flow of life happen in seasons. It's just like harvest, and, and, and I've used that example of, of when we plant a seed, it, we can't look at the time and say, okay, plant the seed, da-da-da-da-da, boom, my crop should happen. And, 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 and I gave the analogy that a lot of us, we, we plant eternal seeds, but we're, we're, we're looking for chia pet results, right? We, we, we plant an eternal seed, but we want things to happen as fast as the chia pet. Y- y'all know about the chia pet, right? It's Christmas. They, they're like, all oh, low. you can't even turn on the TV without seeing a chia pet. They got the Obama chia pet. I heard they got a Pastor B chia pet. <laughs> but for real, we plant eternal seeds, seeds that come from, from, from God himself, and we expect those type of results. And today what I want to talk to you about specifically is... And I'm going to use the illustration of the birth of, of Christ. I want to talk to you about God's timing. I want to talk with you about God's timing. So I'm going to take you Old Testament. Then we're going to go gospel. Then I'm going to take you to a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. So y'all going to have to keep up with me because we're going to run through this. It's going to be short, sweet, and we're going to get out of here, all right? I'm going to start with Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. This is in your notes. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. And he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David, for all eternity. Watch this. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David. Y'all hold that thought. I'm going I'm to get you somewhere. Hold that thought. His ancestor, 
David. This comes from the book of Isaiah, one of the prophets. Now, in case you didn't know, uh, the birth of Jesus uh, was prophesied over 300 times. There were over 300 prophecies that talk about the birth of Jesus. Now, now, if we're any mathematicians in here, it would almost be impossible to break it down to the very small number or big number that it takes to be that accurate in terms of the prophecy. Over 300 prophecies talk about the very birth of Jesus. And today I'm focusing this one on Isaiah where he, he describes this. And I want you all to focus on this part. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David. Jump over with me to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. Mm. And, just, and, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there in his homeland, in the place of his ancestor David, y'all, while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her son, her child, her first child, a son, And she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Wow, isn't God's timing perfect? Watch this. Let's go to Galatians 4, 4 and 5. And then I'm going to bring all of this together. But when the right time came, God sent his son. Say that with me. When the right time came. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. You can stop right there. I'll read the rest. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Isaiah says he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. Isaiah says that he would he would he would govern he would that the he would have it that the government would rest on his shoulders. He came for us so that we would be free from the law. But what I want to focus on is the timing. The end of Isaiah, I love that part. He says, he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. It's no coincidence that Augustus, who thought that he had all of this great planning in his mind, I want to have a census right now because this is what I want to do because I'm the governor. I'm in charge. I want to have a census right now. Augustus did not realize that he was already flowing in the current that was already existing because of God. 
And it just so happened that the prophecy of Isaiah was getting ready to come to pass because here's Mary with her baby and her fiancé having to travel. Now, 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 dig this. She's pregnant. It's a short distance, by the way. They're walking with a mule. It's just about five to ten miles where they had to go to the homeland of his ancestor. The prophecy is coming to life. The prophecy is becoming a reality all of a sudden. Watch this. She gave birth to her first child, a son. Where? In the place that Isaiah said it would happen. Where at? In David's land, Bethlehem. And then Paul reminds us, but when the right time came, when the right time came, do y'all know that she could have gave birth before they even decided to step out on foot to go to Bethlehem? Do y'all know that, that, watch this, she didn't have a sonogram saying, Mary, your due date is such and such date. So she didn't have the option to say, you know what, I'm almost due, let me chill. Do y'all know she had no idea when that baby was going to be born, but when God's time is right, it is the time and there's nothing we can do. Three points I want to share with you, and then I'm going to go deeper with this. Three points about God's timing. If you're taking notes, follow me. God's timing is never predictable. It's not. God's timing is never predictable. How many in this room know exactly where they'll be next year? Nobody? Really? Okay. How many of y'all know exactly where you'll be next week? Nobody? Nobody knows. God's timing is never predictable. Why? Because we don't operate in chronological time. We operate in God's time. But here's, here's the thing I want to share with you. Too many of us try to operate in both time zones, and we can't do it. I can't, I can't operate in the East Coast time zone and a West Coast time zone. It, it just won't work. You, you can't be in two places at once. We're not created that way. Now, you can, you, can, you can try to be or figure something crazy out. You can clone yourself or you can, you know, uh, Zoom yourself in somewhere else via, via Skype or whatever. But you can't physically be in two time zones at the same time. But we try in our carnal minds in this, on this side of heaven here on this green earth to live that type of lifestyle. We try to operate in chronological time, but also be in God's timing. Here's what I mean by that. Let me make it plain. Oftentimes, you and I and our friends and family, we try to, to, to operate uh, 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 in, in, in God's time, but the minute that something happens that is out of our control, we grab the reins and begin to operate again chronologically. Logically, okay, God, I've been praying about a certain thing for a long time. When are you going to show up? God, it's been, watch this, here we go chronologically. God, it's been six months. God says six months to you is but five seconds for me. 
We can't operate in two worlds. We can't operate in chronological time and God's time. Either we're going to operate solely in the timing of God. Either we're going to operate solely with God in control and not look at the watch and not look at the days and not look at the weeks or the months or the years and completely serve God in his timing. We don't know when God is going to show up. We don't know when God is going to give us the blessing we've been praying about. We don't know when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen. How do I know? Because y'all just said right here in this sanctuary at Mosaic Church that you don't know what you'll be doing exactly next week. But I guarantee if I ask you to pull up your calendar, there's some things on there. truth of the matter is God's timing is never predictable. And I think that if Mary knew that when they were headed to Bethlehem that she might go into labor, I think just maybe she would have paused and said, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to stay put. If she knew that she may go into labor and they said, you know what, Mary, you have to take this census, she probably would have said, well, wait a minute, let me call my doula so my doula could be with me. Oh, okay, the doula is, they help you with the baby for, okay, all right, y'all get it. Maybe if she knew exactly that, that in Bethlehem, she could have said, you know what, let me call my mother, let me call my father, let me call everybody else so they can take pictures and put them on Instagram of this new baby I'm having. Maybe she could have planned it if she knew exactly what was going to happen. But even Mary could not predict the time that God had it. Watch this. I love the way Paul says it. He says, but when the right time came. In other words, the right time was all the stars was aligned. Everything was perfect. Everything was wonderful. But if we read the story, it doesn't seem that way, right? We know how he was born and where he was born, right? Huh? They, they went to Bethlehem. Everybody was there. They had nowhere to sleep. It was packed to the hilt. Everybody, you know, it was, it was packed. She goes into labor. They were like, man, the only thing available, we're going to put you in this barn. There's sheep and cow and other stuff. And she's got to give birth to her baby with the smell of manure and all this other stuff. And, and, then, and, and, and the baby was in, in a trough, which is what the animals eat out of. And so y'all, y'all, have y'all ever seen cows before? Like, if, like we, I took my kids to the farm up in uh, North Georgia, and the cow came. And, like, from a distance, the kids were like, oh, my God, look at the cow. Oh, look at the cow. Come here, little cow. And the cow came, and when they saw all that snot and stuff on the cow, they were like, get it away. Get it away. Ugh. Get the cow some tissue or something. You know, my kids were like, ugh. But that, that, that's exactly what was left over in the manger where Mary's baby was born. Do you think that if she knew that she would give birth at that time and that, that she would end up having a baby where, where cows leave their snot and all of this yucky stuff, that she would, she would have let that happen? No. Why? Because God's timing is never predictable. We don't know when he's going to show up. Here, here, here's the second point I want to share with you. God's timing is rarely convenient. Somebody, I, I heard amen. Amen. It's never convenient. You want me to do this now, God? Right now? It's never convenient. When God wants you to do something radical, he doesn't say, you know what? Next week, I want you to check your schedule because I got something I need you to do, and only you can do it, Craig. So, I'm, I'm, listen, I need you to check your calendar. 
Block everything off. No, that's not how God works. God will call you to do something radical when it's inconvenient. He'll call you to he'll call you to give your last dollar when you don't even have food in your own cupboard. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> right now? I got I got ramen noodles and you want me to give my last? Yeah. God, he, he, he'll cause you to go somewhere and you're like, not now. God, everything is lined up. I, I've got the perfect mate right here. I've got the great job and you want me to go serve in Africa somewhere right now? God, come on. You got to be kidding me. Next week. It's never convenient when God wants you to. Watch this. If it, Listen, <laughs> here's the proof. It's rarely convenient. It wasn't convenient for Mary to have to travel five to ten miles to Bethlehem, stand in line so they can count her in the number, right? And then all of a sudden her water breaks. They don't have anywhere to sleep already, and all they got is a, a, a trough for the baby to go. For her to, have, for her to go into to labor. Her family aren't there in the, in the waiting room with the, with the, with the balloons and the, the cheerleading stuff to say, yay. They don't got the it's a boy sign. She don't have time to plan a baby shower or nothing. She just has to go right there because God says it's time for the baby to be born. Don't worry about the details. Just worry about are you ready? I got the details. I got the rest. You just be there. God's timing is rarely convenient. It's always an interruption. Any witness to that? When God blesses you, is it, it's, it's always an interruption. It's never convenient. It's rarely convenient. Here, here, here's my, my final point. God's timing, this is the good news, y'all. Y'all can go ahead and celebrate right here. God's timing is always perfect timing. God's timing is always perfect timing. It took me a while to realize that was true. I always thought that, that and, and this is when I was as a Christian. This, you know, before I was a Christian, it didn't matter. I didn't believe in God. But as a Christian, it was like, man, this Christian thing is crazy because, one, you always interrupt my flow, Right? Two, you're always asking me to do stuff that I don't either have the money, the capacity, sometimes the transportation to do, right? I didn't know how I was going to, the knowledge or the skills to do, right? Y'all know I always talk about him calling me into, into to ministry. It's like, now? Really? You must, <laughs> really? But in order to do this, God, I got to give up this. And, and, and for my visitors, I'll tell you, I was professionally a musician, I mean, I paid the bills. I took care of the family. We were able to take vacation off some of my gigs. It was good. It was a good thing. Travel, take my wife all over the place, taking cruises together. If I gig on a cruise, she's my special guest for free. I was living a good life, Joe. You know what I'm saying? I asked God for that. I asked God to let me make a living as a musician. And I did. Then he says, you have fun? You good? You have fun? Good, because I got something else I need you to do. What, what's that, God? I need you to lead this church. I am not smart enough. Don't worry, I got that. Okay, 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 God. You got the smart thing. Okay, you handle it. I'm a sinner. Duh. I'll look past that. But 
God, I, I probably know about three verses memorized from your Bible. Don't worry about it. You'll learn more. It was not convenient. Let me tell you why. My wife was pregnant when I was called to minister. Well, there goes a secondary income. (laughs) And you want me to leave the cushy gig I got right now? Oh, Lord. And start a church. It's not convenient. You're interrupting what's already great. But I'll tell you what. His timing was so perfect. It couldn't have been better. Because had God allowed me to try to figure this thing out on my own, it would have failed. Because the truth of the matter is, I am not that smart. Maybe handsome, but not smart. <laughs> I am not that, 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 that educated, if you will. I did go to seminary, in case you're wondering. Yes, I did. ITC. I am not qualified. In my own opinion. But here's what I've learned. God doesn't call qualified people. He qualifies those he calls. Mary wasn't even a wife yet. She was getting ready to be a wife. She had no babies before Jesus. She, she, she wasn't ready at that time to give birth because I firmly believe that if she had the option, she would have said, I want to stay right here where I'm at, where I know everybody. They'll come over, bring me hot water, and then they'll help me with the baby because this is my first child. What a first time parents had in here. Y'all remember that day? Y'all remember? I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Y'all remember the day the doctor says you can go home? You're like, no, I'm not ready. Just let me stay one more day. I know Erica and I were, were paranoid, like, you sure she good to go? Like, she's perfect, Mr. Santiago, congratulations. I'm not ready because now you're not going to come. The nurse is not going to come in the middle of the night to help me swaddle the baby, which I could not do well, or, or, or help me hold the baby properly. To, I was paranoid. Come on, dads, moms. And this was the dilemma Mary had to deal with. She was unqualified to be a mother at that time. She wasn't ready. But God's timing is perfect because y'all know who came when the baby was born. Three wise kings. They came. Bless the baby. And y'all know the rest of the story. Some of y'all know the rest of the story. God's timing is perfect timing. It may not seem like it initially. It certainly may not feel like it initially. But doggone it, when it happens and you realize that it was all a setup from the beginning, that's a time to break out the noisemakers, let the confetti fall from the sky. That's a time to turn all the way up because God's timing is always perfect timing. How many of y'all have had that like last minute or on time blessing? It was like, God, if you don't show up right now, I don't know what's going to happen in these next 30 minutes. God, I need you. And right there at 29 minutes and 59 seconds, God said, bam, I got you, and he blessed you. Oh, I know there's some witnesses in this room. God's timing is always perfect timing, but a lot of times what God wants you to do is get the lesson out of the time that he has you waiting. He's trying to build your capacity. He's trying to build up your endurance. He's trying to build up your wisdom and give you some knowledge and understanding about process. 
And I think this is what Mary was learning. Process. Here's something else you got to catch. Here's something else that's so beautiful you got to catch. Jesus was her firstborn. What does that say? She had more children with Joseph. She now has the experience of what it means to be a mother. She knows how to take care of her baby. Watch this. She also now has the opportunity to realize that God's timing is always perfect timing because no matter what, some people are going to show up and they've got my back. God is going to send everything that I need to do what he needs me to do. He's going to equip me to do all that I need to do that would honor him. He's going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to cover me. He's going to lead me. He's not going to forsake me. He's going to be there all the time, all the ways. All I have to do is get in sync with his timing and let go of chronological timing. That's a word, James. Ooh. God's timing is perfect timing. I don't know where you may be in this season. I don't know where you may be during this time. But I want to let you know this. Wherever you are, it's the perfect place for you to be. I don't care if you find yourself right now at the very summit of a large mountain. You've hit your peak, but you've yet to hit God's peak. I don't care if right now you are at the very pits or the bottom of a very dark and deep valley. That's the best place for you to be because the Bible reminds us when you are at your weakest point, that's the best place for God to be to show out and be your very strength to lift you up. That's a good place to be. He loves when you are there because that's when he gets to totally show out and show you just how big and how wonderful he is. But most importantly, that's his opportunity to show you just how much he loves you. Wherever you are today, you are in the place you need to be for God to do what he needs to do. And so this Christmas season, this holiday season, while we're unwrapping gifts, while we're sitting down with our families and getting our bellies full, while we are just laughing and enjoying the moment, the celebration of this wonderful holiday and all the great things that come with it, let us not miss the opportunity to be grateful for a God who was born for us, a God who came down here, became man for you and I, born from a woman, a virgin, so that you and I, so that you and I could have everlasting life. And it didn't stop there. He started a ministry with with, with about 12 people that went on for about three years or so. And then after that, he he went around spreading the good news for people who were of different backgrounds, different nationalities, different cultures, and different races. He didn't stop there. And after he upset the status quo people of the day, uh, they decided to persecute him. But that didn't stop him either. He kept on going and kept on sharing the good news. And and then after that, they decided, well, we're going to find somebody in your clique to turn on you. And when that person turned on him, they turned him in and he was killed, but he died. But then three days later, rose again so that you and I can have eternal life. I'm preaching this morning. You see, it's, it's, we, we have to take time and pause while we're opening our gifts and eating our meals and realize that a real man came down here for you and I, and it was prophesied over 300 times. So it must be true. We got to realize 
It's good to open gifts, but the greatest gift that we could ever receive, we've already received it. Will you embrace it today? Will you embrace it today? Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that a good word today, y'all? Isn't that a good word? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.